He's a pillar of community opinion. The Rob Snow Show returns on Rogers TV and City News. 1011 FM and 1310 AM. So Sarah just mentioned uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, uh, Premier Ford, will attend a vigil tonight in London, Ontario for five members of a Muslim family. Police say they were the victims of a deliberate attack. Uh, The vigil is going to be outside the London Muslim Mosque this evening. Ford, Premier Ford, says the attack has left the province in mourning. Four people died, nine-year-old boy, in hospital. And as a result, uh, Premier Ford has said all government events are canceled today, and they're going to uh, allow the family and the community to grieve. We brought you... um, some of the speeches by the federal political leaders in the previous hour from the House of Commons uh, here on the Rob Snow Show. But let's uh, get a little bit more into the actual on the grounds in investigation and what would be involved in something like this. Phil Gursky is here. He's president and CEO of Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting. Good morning. Morning, Rob. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? Well, been better, I suppose. Yes. I'm a native of London, Ontario. Oh, you so are? Okay. Yeah, I'm born and raised, so it kind of kind of hits home. Wow. Wow. I didn't know that about you, uh, Mr. Gursky. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that does that does hit close to home. Um, boy, it's amazing that something like that could happen in London, Ontario. London, well, Ontario had four murders for the entire year last year. No, you're right. But, you know, I want to remind your listeners that when I worked at CSIS, you know, from 2001, 2015, we dealt with a a serious terrorist attack that took place in Algeria, of all places, that was carried out in part by by three Londoners, three high school students who actually had converted to Islam, become Islamist extremists and went to Algeria and killed 41 people. So, yeah, London is not normally known for that. I agree with that. It was a safe town when I was growing up there. Right. And it is uh, it's a it's a disheartening, horrific, cowardly crime that was committed. And it, yeah, it, um, I think it strikes all of us as, you know, what, what a wanton, unnecessary waste of life by this young man for reasons yet to be determined, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. So suspected hate crime, uh, London police say terrorism charges might be laid. Uh, do you think this would rise to the level of a terror attack? Um, federal politicians mm-hmm. use the term, it was an act of terrorism, a terrorist attack today. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I heard the prime minister just say that. And my first question is, um, what does he know that I don't know and that you don't know? Because not a lot of information has been made public. No, no, fair enough, Rob. He's the prime minister. He might have access to intelligence that I no longer have access to. But all we know is that it was deliberate. Um, London police have said it was premeditated, which suggests first-degree murder. They suggested he targeted them because they're Muslim, which suggests a hate crime. does not suggest terrorism at this point, because a hate crime is not a terrorist crime necessarily. The two are, are, are not... The same thing. They're not synonymous. And, you know, for terrorism charges to be laid by the Crown, there has to be a, a really strong link between a political, ideological, or religious motivation. And I'm sorry, we just don't know that just yet. So I think people are conflating hate with terrorism. They're not the same. It may turn out to be that way. But I don't know, again, unless there's information that they have that I don't have, I, I can't get there just yet. And, okay. and if, it, if, it, if it's determined that he did this because he you know, subscribed to right-wing extremist websites and he was a member, I got no problems with terrorism. I'm just saying that as of noon on, you know, June the 8th, we don't know that just yet. This is what the Prime Minister said in the House of Commons in the last hour or so, uh, Phil Gursky. Let's listen to this together here. Assalamu alaikum. 
Lately, a lot of Canadians have been enjoying evening walks to get a bit of fresh air after long days at home during this pandemic. On Sunday in London, Ontario, that's what a grandmother, two parents, and two children went out to do. Three generations of the Afzul family. Salman, Madia, their children Yumna and Fayaz, and their grandmother. But unlike every other night, that family never made it home. Their lives were taken in a brutal, cowardly, and brazen act of violence. This killing was no accident. This was a terrorist attack motivated by hatred in the heart of one of our communities. Okay, so uh, no accident, um, you heard him there, uh, a terror attack. What what would you like to know now, Phil Gursky, if you're um, if you're law enforcement right now, um, or if you're part of the intelligence apparatus in the country? Mm-hmm. What are you trying to figure out right now? What was in his mind when he did this? How long he been had he been thinking about it? London police suggest it was premeditated. You may, may have seen Rob that he was arrested with some kind of an armored vest, yeah. which suggests he was preparing for some kind of shootout perhaps with law enforcement, although he was arrested without incident, as far as I can tell. You know, again, when, when we're talking terrorism, it's a very specific thing under the criminal code. I mean, there are hate crime provisions under the Canadian criminal code. That's a separate section of the code. And, you know, and judges have the authority and the leeway when, when talking about this. If you commit a crime and it turns out you committed for hateful reasons, the judges can actually increase your sentence. That's, that's what the criminal code says. But, you know, we... Unless the, the, the suspect comes out and definitely says, I did this because of X, Y, or Z, or they find something on his laptop or his iPhone or whatever, where he has said something online or posts something online, we can't make that leap just yet. The, the fact that this was a, a terrifying incident, and by all means it was, does not mean it was terrorism. I understand the emotional appeal behind this. I understand the desire to want to call it this. Okay. But as a, as a guy that spent 32 years in intelligence, yeah. I need to see something more concrete. Like what? Like again, what? Well, again, you know, did he belong to a group? Did he subscribe to an ideology? Did okay. he post things online? Did he was he part of a, a network of people that believed this way? Did he follow certain people? Was he radicalized by somebody who had these views? That's what determines terrorism, not the fact that you know it was a heinous act of violence that appeared to target an ethnic group. There's lots of hate crimes in this country, Rob. They're not necessarily acts of terrorism. They're, they're, they're cowardly acts of violence, but they're not necessarily acts of terrorism. Okay, okay. okay. So Man, the, I so, be dogmatic here, Rob. I no, mean, no, 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 that's fine. Um, so uh, from a, from an investigative point of view, there you would think law enforcement now, they're in his apartment, they're going through all of all of his electronic devices, his correspondence there. They, yeah. they, they, they want to know his entire probably electronic history, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're also probably contacting CSIS. I mean, CSIS is, a, a, you know, a body where, again, I spent 15 years there that mm-hmm. does counterterrorism investigations. Did CSIS, did it come across their radar in investigations? Did the RCMP know anything about him? Uh, the OPP has a very small anti-terrorism section. Again, I worked there in 2015. I retired okay. from CSIS. Did they have anything? So they're going to want to cross, cross all the teams on all the eyes. The other thing, Rob, that your relationship should, should appreciate, if he's charged with terrorism and he's found guilty, there's no difference in the sentencing between that and first-degree murder. It's the same sentencing. If, he, if he's found agreed guilty of murder and it's a hate crime, as I said earlier, then the judge has an actual uh, a window 
yeah. to increase the sentence that is imposing it. But for terrorism, he does not. Yeah. Uh, the the you know the prime minister uh, as some of the opposition leaders pointed to uh, this is you know part of the reason why we classified uh, groups like the Proud Boys as, yeah. as a terrorist organization. What, what, what do you think about that labeling, um, say far right the so called far right groups as terrorist organizations? Uh, if the label warrants, I've got no problem with it. I was okay. involved in the first listing of Al Qaeda way back in two thousand two, believe it or not. Okay, but. I also know, and I put this on my website, Rob, I know for a fact, and I've had this from very confirmed sources, that when the Proud Boys was suggested by the government as a terrorist organization, the security service pushed back and said, we don't have enough information to justify that listing. And yet it was listed anyway. So, you know, listings is very much a political tool, I find. Um, It it does help in certain ways, in certain prosecutions, for for instance. But let's not turn the listings regime into something that politicians are going to use for political purposes. And I think for the Proud Boys, that was a classic example. That that was a knee-jerk reaction to the attack on the Capitol on January the 6th. Um, I don't think they're a terrorist group. I think they're probably a far-right group. In Washington, I mean, in Washington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think they're probably a far-right group. Um, Are they a terrorist group? Well, if someone can point to an actual act of terrorism they've carried out, I'd love to see it because I haven't seen it yet. I'm not dismissing them. They're not a bunch of guys I want with my neighbors. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're but not inviting them over th- for a barbecue and some no, beers, I'm not. right? Yeah, but I'm not yeah. saying they're a terrorist group. Are they a hate group? Maybe. Are they a far-right group? Probably. You know, again, I'm, I'm, try- I'm not trying to mince words here, but, I mean, it's important that we do this properly. Yeah. And let me throw something else, Rob. Yeah. You know, if they, if they lay terrorism charges and they can't prove beyond reasonable doubt that it was an act of terrorism versus first-degree murder, does the case fall apart? Right. Do they lose the case? Right. Right. Again, so if you're the Crown, you want to win, right? You don't go to court to lose. Yeah. So the Crown's going to say, what is the best option we have? Alexandre Bissonnette in Quebec City was not charged with terrorism. He was found guilty of six counts of first-degree murder. Alec Benassian was not charged with terrorism. The guy out in Edmonton back in 2017 who hit the cop outside of Commonwealth Stadium, had the ISIS flag on the dashboard, he was not charged with terrorism. He got 29 years for five counts of attempted murder. So I get the, again, as I said before, I get the emotional appeal of wanting to call it terrorism, Okay. But from a purely prosecution perspective, you don't necessarily have to go down that road to get the exact same result. Okay. Very interesting. Phil Gursky, thank you so much. It's always so great to uh, to get your insight on these matters. Thank you again. The pleasure is mine, uh, Rob. Have a good day. Yeah, you too. President and CEO Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting, uh, that's Phil Gursky. We'll be right back from that into another serious issues and the opposition parties. Uh, passing a motion, there were abstentions by the cabinet yesterday, members of the Liberal cabinet. It called on the Liberal government to end court challenges against uh, two key rulings on compensation for Indigenous children. So we're going to get into that, w- uh, what played out the the, the language, the cases, um, with Charlie Angus, the New Democrat member of Parliament. That's coming right up, right here on The Rob Snow Show on City News. 